I will never have this version of me again. Let me slow down and be with her. Rupi Carr. Welcome everyone to Cosmic Native Conversations. Thanks for joining us on the Dialogue Internet Radio platform. We have today Christy Condi, my wonderful favorite friend, who is a Reiki master and a registered nurse and brilliant at breath work and everything with the vagus nerve. Christy Condi, thank you for being here again. Thank you for having me. It's good to see you both again. It's been a while, but love yeah, to I'm see at, the I'm, at, I'm at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Abel's at the beach. I think like I'm getting good at this green screen thing. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to have to get me one of those. <laughs> yeah, it works He's pretty like good. in Sarasota having the time of his life or I'm there just placing him there. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Christy. Thanks for being here again. You're always my favorite. Well, not only holistic healer, but friend to talk to. You're such a grounded being and you're so multifaceted in everything that you do. And you and I share a very cohesive way of looking at the energetic arts in a very scientific, spiritual, artistic, and of course, you know, just quantified way of being able to express and, and have that experience. So thanks again for, for coming to share your wisdom. And what actually Abel brought up to me last week was he wanted us to talk about how we can center ourselves during these chaotic times, right? Yes. So, so Christy, what do you think? First of all, how are you? And what, are, what do you think about these chaotic times? Because that can kind of be like a you know, a subjective kind of uh, perspective, if you will. Uh, Well, this is true. This is true. Um, Well, we know, first of all, that just because you're spiritual, it doesn't make you immune to the energy of life around you. (laughs) And um, so what I like to do and what I'd like to invite you both to do is exactly what I do anytime I'm feeling a little overwhelmed by my outside world, right? Because there's the inner world and then there's the outside world and you can't control what goes on out there, but you can always take a moment, just a moment to center yourself. And so you already mentioned the breath and they call me the breathing lady at the city because I never do anything without a centering breath, right? So I'm going to invite you to do this with me. Just go ahead and exhale. You can blow out through your mouth or your nose, whatever works. Exhale, release all that pent up energy, release the air, and then inhale through your nose. Lift your chin a little bit to activate the vagus nerve. And once you think you're full, inhale more because there's always more room. And then tuck your chin and drop your shoulders and control the flow of the air out through your nose, like a French press, kind of forcing all the stale air out until your exhale is twice as long as the inhale. Lift the chin, inhale, shoulders down, inhale more. And then tuck your chin and control the flow of the air out. Feel how by the second breath, your nervous system is beginning to find its balance. And by the third breath, inhale. Again, inhale more. Drop your shoulders, tuck your chin, control the flow of the air out. Feel how that energy, just kind of the relaxation begins to take over. You may even begin to salivate a little bit. Inhale. And release. Blow it out through your mouth. I love that you said. One more, one more. Sorry. sorry. Inhale. And then blow it out through your mouth forcefully. (laughs) Release. Last one. 
and relax. And I'm going back to your natural breath. So just through those breaths, you were able to activate your, your parasympathetic nervous system, which is the biological component that allows you to ground yourself. It's, it's literally how you slow down that influx, that overload of adrenaline and cortisol we get from being exposed to the chaos around us and oh, then really? turn on the, the rest and digest. And so I mentioned the, the saliva. I, I don't know if you started salivating by then or not, but by the time you start making saliva in your mouth, you have moved out of the fight or flight into the rest and digest. And that saliva is, is it, it does a lot of things, but it, it tells your brain, ah, okay, we've got this. Our body systems are ready to relax and even to eat food and maybe actually digest it when you eat it. What a revelation, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, totally. That's one of the things that I learned and was so fascinating to me that when we go into fight or flight, um, that it is our intestines that are the first to stop and want to like mm -hmm. freeze up. And then it, so it yep. stops that digestional flow, like you just said. So isn't that amazing? Yeah. And the other work. Right. And the other thing is that digestive area is where 70% of your immune system is, where 70% mm. of your immunity is formed. And most people don't know, but 70% of the serotonin uh, that makes you happy, that happy, feel good chemicals, 70% of that is produced in your gut. So mm. if you're finding yourself in this world, in the fight or flight, in the constant stress, not only are you going to find yourself more prone to illness, but you're also going to find yourself un unnecessarily depressed because when I say that, I, and again, depression is, is a real thing and I'm not minimizing it at all. Um, and sometimes your brain does need a biochemical reset like medication. And but it's not just, can, by the way, I just, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's not yeah. just about young people being depressed. You just had the example of uh, uh, the, the mother of the Judds taking her life over depression. You know, oh, right. she she and, like she she committed suicide. Yes, she did. Oh, I didn't know that. And, and, and you know, and, and you hear people say, "I'm struggling with," you know, uh, that kind of thing. And you kind of people that are normal are like, "Well, you'll get over it." You know, you you're not really thinking how how intrinsic it is. I got to tell you, uh, even as a male, you know, we have our moments, and, and I have a lot of the the Spanish word is angustia anguish mm -hmm. and, and anguish is like anguish is like the waves in hawaii they're huge and they take you and you have to ride it when you're in anguish you you can't just bug out of the wave you right to, you mm -hmm. have to ride it and men are full of emotion just like just like women you know uh, i mean and anguish oh, really? believe it or not anguish or or a media that triggers a memory i i'm immediately crying i mean i'm crying you know, not just, I'm not just tearing up. I'm crying because of the anguish, because I think I hide a lot of stuff pretty good, but the anguish always seems to overtake me. Well, you know, cortisol is released in your tears. Okay. So when anybody ever tells you that crying is not good for you, uh, crying never does you any good. When we get so built up with excess adrenaline, right? Because a brain, our brain doesn't know the difference between reality, like actually being in danger or mm -hmm. just having a fearful moment. So, so our brain creates this cortisol just by being late to a call or being, you know, little things. Our brain doesn't know 
that what we're afraid of isn't actually going to kill us. And so it creates this adrenaline and cortisol to get you out of that situation, fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. And while you're making that extra adrenaline and extra cortisol and no way to turn it off, well, there is, we just did it. Um, But without really utilizing that tool, your body gets overwhelmed and, and we call those triggers. So sometimes a trigger will just set you off And what happens is it's good to cry because if you have to, because that is a release of excess cortisol. Now in women, cortisol is retained around the middle and the hips, right? So from, from the, from the waist down to about the middle of the thighs. Now in men, it is uh, stored in the abdomen, kind of like, you know, that little belly. And so if you don't want the belly, let yourself cry a little bit. (laughs) I think I'm going to start crying a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, you got to find a way to release that. And so like little kids too, we got to, we should really take our cues from, from children, from children to some degree. Right. Um, Because when they're overwhelmed, they cry. When they sense energy in another human that is not congruent with their flow, with their peace, with their happiness, not necessarily that the other person is a bad person. Maybe they're just in a bad mood, right? But a kid Mm -hmm. that senses that energy will cry. And so getting back to what you were saying initially, Mandy, how can we use this energy right in the world in the medical world in our in our care of others in our you know in whatever and mm-hmm. it's to be able to sense that paying attention to what we're feeling so that we can follow those cues that that what you're feeling that we call anxiety um mm-hmm. you know i when people have anxiety i'm like oh good and they look at me like i am um, out of my mind. And the way, the reason that I think that anxiety is a good thing is because it's your communication system. It's your guidance system. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a God person and I'm going to say, God did not put you on this planet without a two-way line of communication. Okay. So if you're feeling anxiety, it is because God who lives within you, literally in your heart, it's, it's that part of your guidance system telling you that what you're looking at or the way you're looking at it isn't what you came to live. This is not how you came to exist, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we recognize anxiety as guidance rather than some kind of affliction that we're we're helpless to, right? Because everybody, it's your perspective that makes all the difference. And so when we recognize, oh, wow, that's guidance. That is God or my higher self or some higher power or even my higher self that knows more than my human self, whatever you want to look at it. If you recognize it as guidance, And you do what I just did with you in the beginning, you exhale, you release whatever the trigger was, and then take that deep breath and you center yourself. And then you recognize, okay, this is God telling me, okay, what am I, what am I looking at? I'm, I'm, I'm running late. Oh no. Well, is being late actually a danger to you? Or maybe that's God saving you from something down the road or you're, you know what I'm saying? Or divine maybe, detours as I like right, to call them. Right, divine detours. <laughs> but the energy, right? That anxiety isn't about you being late. You're going to get there when you get there. It's about the way you're looking at it. 
you see. Mm -hmm. And, and when we start to breathe, that allows us to access our higher consciousness, the part of ourselves that isn't subject to all these crazy biochemicals. Right. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and when you calm down the biochemicals, you get a clearer perspective of what you're looking at and, and you can recognize, you know, am I in danger or am I in fear? If -hmm. you have time to ask yourself, am I in danger? 99.9% of the time, that means you're actually just in fear because if you're actually in danger, you don't think you go. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You have too much time to contemplate at that point. Right. That's your tool, right? So that anxiety, even that anguish, letting it overcome you. We're humans. We're here Mm -hmm. for the human experience. And, And so the difference too is between like pain and suffering, right? Mm -hmm. Are we going to experience the pain of being human? Well, yeah. But when we start getting that anxiety, when we feel like the wave is coming over us and taking us under, that's about our perspective. That's about, okay, wait a minute. That's guidance. That pain that, that I'm thinking that I'm experiencing, that's already in the past because by the time you have to think about it, it's literally in the past. And so now you've got to all right. So am I, am I in pain or am I suffering? Right. And again, mm-hmm. take that deep breath. Yeah. Life force, <laughs> life force is so important, right? Good and answer. We, good answer. We you. fail. We fail to um, remember that, that it's, it's the one thing that's pumping the organs and keeping the brain alive and the heart going and like making all this avatar run. Right. Christy. Right. So so with that too, like you said earlier, I love how you said, well, two things you said, it was breathing's like a French press. And I, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm with you. I love me a good French press. And two is like, just cause we're spiritual people, whatever that means, um, doesn't mean that we don't go through times of needing to recenter or reevaluate or to really like pull out all our techniques out of the box and bag and sometimes call each other and be like, Hey, uh, help me out of this because I'm kind of like dancing with the devil here. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's because why, because we got to like a lot of the times, well, in my belief system, I think some of us want to have to learn some new things first and experience, and then be able to bring that information for everyone else to learn and experience and and contemplate. And one of those things, which I know Christy, you can um, talk a lot about this with me is that, so we just went through physical, right? So you went, you took us through the breath and this is real stuff. We can really taste our saliva. We can really cry tears. We can really breathe. We know that's physical stuff. That's just not made up stuff. Right. Right. So then we go into the metaphysical, which is the stuff that sometimes we can't see right away through the naked eye. You know, sometimes that we need a little bit more proof to try to prove. And what I'm learning because apparently this is part of my path and I'm going to have to really like work with this for some reason is the, you know, going deeper to why we have depression, why we have anxiety, why we have, you know, we can't manifest or, or any of these negative things that we would say are negative experiences in the body. And that's because what I'm learning is beyond the physicality, the metaphysical, the core is that some people with enough intense trauma in their life, and like we say, everyone has various points of trauma, um, there's there's something called soul retrieval, right? Mm -hmm. So that becomes very interesting and like, what? What the hell did she just say, you know? 
but so in so we bring it up because in our prep well our practices like if we're in a freaking like cult or something we're not it's just <laughs> learning stuff <laughs> you got to learn everything so right. soul retrieval would be the concept of let's say you know our soul that you you know the breath the connection to god to the divine would be if you felt no connection or if you felt really low and you can't get out of that dark space or if you're trying, now manifesting deep layers of depression and sadness and like life is just stuck. Nothing moves. Why doesn't anything move? What's happening? I'm out of my body. All those kinds of negative experiences. And it's a form of basically you had some kind of trauma in this life or in lives past, you know, stuff carries, right? Mm -hmm. And the trauma was so great, so huge that in order for your physical body to deal with it, a part, a fragment of your soul had to leave to another realm, right? For your own physical protection, you know, because the spirit knows what's going on in the higher, why this is happening. But the mm -hmm. body, the humans, like I'm right. It's fight or flight. It's my survival. Mm -hmm. So in order to digest certain traumas, some of the soul and some of the mind becomes fragmented and mm -hmm. starts to go off. And so if you're an adult and you've had so many things happen to you, happen to you, happen to you in, in this, you know, in these terms, it's like, what are you left with? But this like fragmented, disconnected life force of you, right? Mm -hmm. That starts to manifest in depression, anxiety, life's not moving, continuous patterns that you can't break out of, right? Low vibrational circumstances um, and attractions. So what do you, what do you think on that note, Christy? What can you add to some of that? To be honest, like I, um, I understand the, the whole fragmented concept, um, but I personally, you know, the soul I believe is always whole and always complete. But I believe the human mind, the human consciousness can detach itself from that vibration. And, and maybe it's not even a detachment. I feel like, like the soul, the part of you that is eternal is always whole and complete, right? Mm -hmm. But if you exist, if you keep your consciousness focused here in this physical world, in the world outside of yourself, and you fail to, to look in and find that complete vibration, right? Mm -hmm. um, then, then, and again, our society teaches us to look outside ourselves for wholeness, for completion, right? Like I've got to go find the other pieces of my soul, right? Um, and, and they're, you know, if, and that is the reality for some people, right? Like I mm -hmm. am, you know, the soul retrieval thing, it, it works. If you believe that it works, if that's what your concept of your life experience is, and you follow that path and you go and, and want to look through every past life and pick apart, you know, and, and again, this goes back to one of those things that we kind of talked about before you and me, Mandy, about, I honestly believe that if the soul was fragmented on any level, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and to me, the soul is the living, breathing extension of God. So that's why I have a hard time believing that the, that the soul itself could be fragmented. I believe mm -hmm. the human mind could and block off certain connections 
to that infinite part of yourself, meaning then the human body suffers again, repetitive trauma, the, the mind, the conscious mind can no longer access positive thoughts or beliefs or expectations because that is literally walled off, not only by the psyche, right? That protective mm -hmm. part of yourself, that the psyche, your ego, that's trying to protect you from, I mean, fragmented souls, like manifestation of that in a human, the idea of a fragmented soul, okay? Or multiple souls in one body, personal, per, you know, multiple personality, right? Disorder right. where your, your body, you have like this, this um, defensive device that that walls off this part of your psyche that's been injured and then this other part of yourself takes over i you know to me that i mean i don't know maybe that's a maybe maybe they got too many souls in their body <laughs> I don't know. but but when it comes to it what i'm thinking is your soul itself is complete but your human body can only thrive if you believe it because mm -hmm. of free will Okay. And yeah. so, you know, this is, and I also believe that, that every prayer is answered in the moment of the asking when it comes to healing, which is why going back to us talking many, one of our many conversations that, um, I, I spent a whole lot of time, many years healing, <laughs> Right. right. And, and I was, I was like, Ooh, I got to heal this. And, Ooh, I gotta, and, and I tell you what, the more I looked for things to heal, the more things I found to heal. And that is called free will. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, so again, I, I am at this point where yes, there are some biological traumas that have to be resolved, that your biology does have to be healed. And some of that comes through breath work. Some of that comes from medication. Some of that comes from prayer. I believe all of it together. And maybe those are the fragments right. That you're talking about, you know, maybe that's well, the fragments and you bring well, them all together and then the physical body heals totally. and you, and you totally. access that perception. That's and how I, I look at it. I totally. And I bring this up because I have more of the belief system on the side of what you're talking about. Like I'm completely on like, we are the ones who do the healing. We are the ones where anything's possible. And it happens in a matter of like, less than seconds for a shift to occur less than yeah. seconds okay in the moment so, of the asking there's no time 100 right? and uh, yes and i also believe in metaphysically that we are shifting vibrationally so many billion times per second for the experience for the timeline that it's what you choose in that moment that you're going to land so i'm right. totally there with you so i bring this up because you know you know because we can't be, well, I'm speaking about myself, you know, sometimes we're like, no, that doesn't make sense, but I'll go and explore another opinion. Do you right. know, so you gotta so, explore. That's what we're here for. It's the adventure of obtaining and learning exactly. and, and forming our own opinions, even the, the exploration of it. Right. So right. I'm reading this book and it is called like Gurandera, you know, retrieval of the soul, uh, you know, fragments, act, you know, points, but I was, I was reading it and I'm with it and all this stuff and it's fun, but I'm also with you too. Like I picture it that it's kind of like the mind. If the mind was kind of like a soccer ball, how the soccer ball has all these like pockets, like the black, mm -hmm. the white, you know, those, those like yeah. squares or shapes. And if the mind was like that, and like you said, some of them are off. So mm -hmm. if they're off, how can the light of the divine come in to access those code, those light codes of information, right? Okay. So while you're talking about that, that's exactly how I was seeing it. I was like, oh yeah, I totally see that. It's like, 
the cap on the head and you know some of those like shapes are off and some of them are on and some of them are receiving light and some of them are completely dormant and i agree with you like mine can be fragmented you know identity can be fragmented all those kind of like concepts but mm-hmm. soul spirit aura i don't believe can be fragmented because they're, they're they're the ultimate truth they're the ones you know they're they're that like electricity that is for sure it is for sure right. the divine the cosmos even the dark stuff that we consider dark is divine and cosmos like that's a whole yes. other subject but but it is you know mm-hmm. so yeah I, I, yeah i bring that up because there's this i have a frustration um of like that, like you said, like, you know, you're the healer. I'm the healer. You know, there's healers. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm a I mean, healing facilitator. I don't heal. You can heal you. Exactly. I can heal me, but healing everybody, is an, you know. is an action word. Right. Healing is an action word, right? And the only people that are going to heal is yourselves, but we can be there to like introduce modalities or to, you know, just kind of like hold space just in case you don't drown. Like, but you're the one doing the work. Right. right. We're just like, it's cool. You can, you we're know, guides. We're just exactly. guides. We're just teachers. You know, hundred percent. Yes. We're just guides. And there are so many modalities to be a guide or to, you know, introduce a concept of what it is you need to open up that mind, to bring back that light, to access those codes. Right. Right. And even people that, that don't, especially people that don't believe the same way that we do they're also guides right what they what they're teaching us what they're even their own belief systems right even if it's completely different and is as odd or bizarre as you've ever experienced it got you thinking it got you investigating another one of the many amazing miraculous flows of energy that we have here to investigate how fun is that right like you'll never get bored (laughs) Absolutely. And it's also not to discredit, but it's like everybody has a level of their understanding. So maybe in some point and some time in some culture, this was our level of understanding the soul or this was our level of understanding the fragmenting of the mind. Right. Right. And now we're like, okay, well, now we got all this technology. Now we got more access to information. And simultaneously, we also have more access to our like cosmic self, our angelic self, our, you know, higher self. So, so that's part of like organic technology, right? Like connection and Mm -hmm. communication and receiving information. Organic technology. Wow. Organic technology. Yes. that's what it is. So, yep. so that's why I can't like knock the technology like all the way. Like we got organic technology and it's in the way that we're going to use it, right? Everything is a system. Everything in this universe that God created is a system. So, yeah. Exactly. But thing is, the thing is, you know, the thing about it is whoever creates something good, evil <clears> finds <throat> a way to take that creation and, and use it to their behalf like you're saying there's two you know there's two there's sides. always balance you know yeah. i mean when you're talking about uh uh you know what's going going on uh you know in, in the world and, and 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 you hear like a lawsuit by atheists because they can't have a club at the high school <laughs> and, and, and you can but you can understand <laughs> how they're thinking because that's their belief system right and yet in, in general you're like Man, every everyone's got a soapbox that they can use. 
Yep. And we're all, see, that's the thing is everybody has spent centuries upon centuries trying to convince or convert the other person. My way is right. My way is the only way. And what we're discovering in this new vibration and this new energy is that the more we collaborate, the more we expand. It's not about stepping on top of one another to get to the top of the mountain. It's about helping each other up and knowing mm. that everybody has a different skill, a different unique skill. I honestly believe as I'm getting this information now that, that God literally created us all so different so that we would learn to collaborate. You know, like even the Tower of Babel, right? Like in the Bible, it says they, they were too well together and that you know that it knocked it that god knocked it down and gave them all different languages um and maybe that's the same kind of concept now but to create a new reality not to not to be you know god itself like god you know not to climb the tower and be that way but to live the divinity that we already are in this physical world um using not utilizing each other's gifts and talents like we all have these unique authentic gifts and most people spend their life shunning themselves for being different and it's mm -hmm. truly truly that one difference that one thing that is so weird about you that makes you special that makes you important to the world and so i believe that it is that, you know, that dog eat dog world is out there and, and it is, and I'm, I quite honestly, I'm glad because then I wouldn't be able to truly appreciate the, the, you know, life that I've created that is virtually peaceful, you know, more or less. I like to say uh, my only problems are other people's problems when people ask me how I'm doing. <laughs> um, and it's, it's because I, I connected, I still, and, and yes, life is life. And I do have to repetitively spend time connecting and praying and doing those things that make me feel complete, right? That remind me that I already am complete. Um, but I'm at this point in my life where I, I refuse to believe that I'm broken. I refuse to believe that I'm fragmented. I, I recognize that God is in all of us. Every, even the ones that choose to believe that their pieces are broken. It's okay because they're, everyone's teaching everyone else something that's going to help us really learn to appreciate this gift, you know, our freedom. And, and I call that faith, right? Like you cannot be in totally. fear if you're flowing in faith. So, and so, so how do you, how do you explain the other spirits and souls that feel beholden that they, for whatever reason, have to lead us all? <laughs> I, think that, I think that's the biggest problem that, right there, now. There's just one it, word, Abel, that's called ego. Yes. Well, you know, are, are there that many narcissists that are you yes. know, in positions <laughs> yes. where where, uh, you know, and, and when you get to that level of billion dollar level, mm -hmm. I mean, and you're a narcissist mm -hmm. and then you start telling everybody, you know, that's where you get this crazy stuff about, oh, you got the shot. Now you got some little microchip floating around your your veins and all that kind of stuff that just because people people uh just certain types of people feel emboldened that like you said it's I their mission I, in life uh, it's i'm going my to job you, to i'm gonna take you to the promised land 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, to, to them, I say more power to you. Peace out. (laughs) Um, Enjoy uh, because there are people who want to follow. I'm not saying that this world is full of, of people that are wanting to lead or create new paths. There are a lot of people that came onto this planet just to show us the ones that are creating the new paths, what wasn't working. All right. And so for 2000 years, we've had war upon war about my religion is right, better than your religion. My God is better than your. And and like, who's to say it's not all the same God to begin with? Like, really? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's having a good laugh. Right. Yeah. Like the things that humans do in God's name is just mind blowing. And and if I choose to look at that, I will fall into the same vibration. I will fall into my fear. I will fall into my hate, my my insecurity. But and, you know what, God? But you have that. But you you said the key thing. God gave us free will. Free will. Mm-hmm. Free will is five and a half plus five and a half minus wherever right. it falls. It's free will because it's your decision. It's exactly. your choice. And exactly. it's and then the, all that stuff that you make your choices are all based on how many people influenced you and how you were brought up and and all that how you filter reality exactly you know yeah you know and like i you know look i i uh i'm just who i am i mean i'm gonna be 64 now so with me i i'm not really you know i'm not i i I don't need to prove yourself no i don't but (laughs) but i also want to listen to people like you and and like mandy and and hear it because the one thing that I learned being in the internet was about content and how content is just a book. Mm-hmm. We're doing content right now. It's a book. So people, when we put it up on the internet are going to either read it or listen to it or they're not. But when you hear us talking, they're going to say, Oh, Abel's a nut. <laughs> they're going to, are they going to say, uh, Christie's an RN or, you know, you know what I mean? They're, and they may say I'm a nut too. I'm okay with it. <laughs> but, but, but they're going to, and they're going to say, we love Mandy. She's just like, course, makes Mandy. all the sense in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I mean, we got, yes. we, we put this out because we feel it's important to put this content out. And then, like you said, there's the followers. They're the masses that will either, you know, 50% of America listens to a podcast. It doesn't listen to just one podcast. It listens to varying ones and different level ones and and all that. So I'm sure, you know, uh, she hadn't been uh, podcasting a little while and we we went and put our first video. It got over 100 hits on the video. So what does that tell you? There's there's followers out there that, you know, that if they get a little taste of what we're saying, they're going to stick with us. Yeah. And and you know what? And and what we're encouraging is for yeah and and again you know followers here these are free thinking individuals people that are open to new ideas that that aren't going to to negate it just because it didn't come from their from their grandfather or from their neighbor or from their best friend in childhood right like we recognize that free will not only entitles us to create the life experience we want but to explore what we want to believe what we want and and what most people will find is that everyone has one common thing in common, one thing in common, even the narcissists, even <laughs> the, the psychopaths, honestly, seriously, it's love. 
You know, whatever they love, that's fine, but they all have love in common. Some of it's love of money, some of it's love of power. It's a, and in those cases, you know, for our soul group, those who are based in divine love rather than love of human and tangible things, um, to those, you know, we're like, wow, that's great, good for you, but look at the corruption that comes with that kind of energy, whatever. You know, we each pick our own path, but. But knowing that we get to decide, we don't have to be the artist that paints with the colors from the palette that was created 2000 years ago. We get to create the new colors and start uh, painting with that, right? Well, we, and, we got about and, six minutes, okay? okay? Okay, so to and to really wrap up these great points is that I believe that we are truly in the space of integrated consciousness. So the integration of all things. And I think people just in the past have thought, I have to just pick this or that. I have to only follow this or that. And this, like you said, this is the beauty is, you know, one of the things I love teaching is how to integrate and fusion and understand that you don't have to just be like one or the other. I have this friend, Samantha, she lives in Midland. I was talking to her recently and she was telling me how her sister was getting on her because Samantha likes to go to church on Sundays and she just likes to go to church. And you know, when I have a problem, the first thing she says is she has, she has like an accent. So she's like, Mandy, my love, you just gotta pray. You just gotta pray. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know, prayers is very powerful. And she goes, it's just, you know, my sister, I love going to church on Sundays and I just like praying and being with God, but I also like drawing the tarot. And my Uh sister said, if I like drawing the tarot, then I cannot be going to church and I need to choose. (laughs) And I was telling her, Sam, you don't need to choose because guess what? As much as people want to get on like super religious freaks and be like, they're too religious, they're too dogmatic, they're too all this. There's also another side of people that they could be like, you know, eating granola and one with the cosmos and drawing tarot cards that can also be very dogmatic and extreme as well. So this is the point point that we're saying is just like, you know, people used to tell me in the past, they used to be like, what? You say God? I thought you were an atheist. And I'm like, are you crazy? I pray to all the gods. I yeah. want all the prayers and the blessings from all the gods. I know all the mythologies. Why and I, will, I, I, will, I will respect and integrate all of them, you know, for the, for the, for the beauty of them. So my point that I'm trying to say is, is that if, if anyone, us or anyone listening finds a point in a crossroads where they feel very like I have to choose you don't have to choose. Take the good stuff and start to learn how to integrate. And guess what? We're here to help you. So yeah. Christy, if someone yes. wanted to have a Reiki session with you or work on breath work or anything of that nature, how can we find you? Um, you can reach me at uh, Christy, C-R-N at live.com. I'll spell it C-H-R-I-S-T-I-C. And then RN for registered nurse, right? At live, L I V E dot com. Or you could text me at 915 472 And uh, we can set up an appointment. I do virtual, I do on the phone. Energy has no physical boundaries. So there's no physical reason that you can't level up, that you can't feel better right now in this moment. Um, I always do breath work. I always add uh, the coaching because 
energy is like water. If you're going to move something out of your body, you got to replace it with something. And I think that's where they, the healers have trouble is they keep looking for things to heal. That's what they're replacing the, the health with is more things to heal, but we can create beauty and life and move forward from thriving, from surviving to thriving. And so that always, that kind of conversation always happens in one of the sessions as well. So yay, reach. And I teach Reiki, um, all three levels, one, two, and three. Also, we can do that virtually, um, because 